Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. My name is Ray Park. You may know me as playing Dark Moon of Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also... Solo and Star Wars story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast. The Force is strong with you all. And remember, sit Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the Force be with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, where we talk all things Star Wars. My name is Colin. I'm Mason. And we have a decent amount to talk about. Um... But at the same time, not really. You know, nothing major happened. I'm just kidding. Are you kidding me? That new episode of Kenobi? Oh, my God. Oh, uh, my gosh. Like, like son of a bantha, bro. Like, we have <laughs> so much to talk about. Like, that new episode of Kenobi was out of this galaxy. It was everything, almost everything that I wanted it to be. Um, and I've been wanting flashbacks. I've been wanting flashbacks so bad in the opening. All right. Spoiler alerts. All right. This is going to be nothing but but Kenobi episode five spoilers. So if you haven't watched yet, don't watch don't watch our episode now. If you're in the live stream, you've been warned. All right. Let's break it down. So we open to a wonderful site of Coruscant. Now, since we've um since we've uh seen um live action stuff coming back we've been to coruscant a couple of times now um the uh, first time that we, we went back to coruscant was actually in rogue one and in the flashback but now we're seeing it in um in kenobi book of boba fett we'll we'll probably see it again in andor which i think we actually do see it in, in in the new andor trailer but we have a shot it opens up to anakin facing the other way we see him turn around and there he is now they didn't use it I don't know if they attempted to use the de-aging process, um, but I think the re- I think one reason why they didn't, um, and this is something that we can definitely talk about, Mason, is uh, is his he has a different build than what he had back in two thousand two two thousand one, um, so he's not you know he he's not as young as he used to be. Um, he looks a lot different. So if you added that, if, I mean, for example, it's like putting, um, it's like putting the, the de-aging thing on Mark Hamill for Mando season two finale. And it would just like put, you you know, younger version of his face on his now body. And it just wouldn't look right. It'd look a little weird. Yeah, Um, for sure. And I saw online, you know, some people have already done the, de-aging process or, or or whatever and it's you know it looks great he looks younger but it doesn't match his body and there's a reason for that so it kind of makes sense why that that would have been harder because at that point they could have just done what they did in the book of Boba Fett where they used an, an actor that looked like Mark Hamill um and then they just did a deep fake and then put you know Mark Hamill's face onto 
this young actor that looked like him back when the actual timeline is set during that time. So you can see why they didn't do that. I mean, I wasn't bothered by it. Some people are. Um, And we got, you know, a great, you know, practice scene. But at the same time, we also got a lesson out of it, uh, which shows, you know, even now, Anakin being this Dark Lord of the Sith and being a Sith Lord, he still hasn't mastered um, the art of patience. Um, and that's something he's he's always struggled with. And this is a fine example of him being Obi-Wan's apprentice and then going all the way to where we are in the present timeline with Obi-Wan Kenobi and a Vader just not being patient. Um, I, I really like the mental battle between Kenobi and Vader uh, within this episode where um, Kenobi immediately sort of at one point calls back to the fact that like, um, what's the quote? Darth Vader will be coming. And uh, what's her name goes, how do you know? Because he's too impatient for a siege. Yeah. And the fight, you know, definitely does mirror um uh the fight at Mustafar. And as soon as I saw them training and practicing, I was like, I I'm definitely going to grab my lightsaber and do a video. Cause my younger brother and I used to have lightsaber fights like this all the time. Our favorite movie as kids was Revenge of the Sith. And and my brother and I would watch the fight of Mustafar over and over and over again. And we would just go outside. We would um, pretend to be Obi-Wan and Anakin. And it it, it was phenomenal. It, it, it was a blast. And that was a huge part of my childhood. So seeing two of my childhood heroes on screen again um, was incredible. And I will always cherish of being at the red carpet premiere and being in the same room and watching the first two episodes with them. Cause that honestly was a phenomenal experience. And I, and I'm thinking that for the future, I am hoping that we get a season two. The reason why I'm hoping I, I at first I was like, I, I really hope they wrap it up. But at the same time, I'm like, if we get a season two, that would be great because we could dive deeper into, you know, these characters, maybe dive deep in, deeper into Vader's um, and into Vader's point of view in the second season. Um, but this last episode has a lot to wrap up. But not only do we get to see a flashback of this, we get to see a flashback of Order 66. Um, and this is also really cool of them Those using clones, so clones cool. in actual armor it's it i mean like actors in actual armor it's not it's not cgi anymore um of the clones it's like people in actual armor and there was actually a, a now there was actually a behind the scenes video um of them filming a a jedi taking down clones um and and all the clones were in armor. And I'm like, that's incredible. But then watching this and seeing the clones like walk with him. Oh my gosh. Like that is, that's crazy. Um, and I just never thought I would ever see something like, like this come to be um, since I was a kid. But last week I, I was calling it. I was like, 
flashbacks are coming. There's no way they would do the show without flashbacks. I'd be blown away if they didn't do it. And um, this raises a question for me, actually. A weird question, but a question. Um, how how much was Anakin walking around the temple during Order 66 on Coruscant with just an entire clone escort detail? He was walking everywhere on on on, on the actual um on the actual property of the Jedi Temple. He was, you know, going to different corridors left and right. He not only I'm that, sure. um uh uh you know, he he, he would go to different Jedi sleeping quarters including Shakti's and um so it it it, it was a full scale raid of the Jedi Temple with with vader and the 501st mm-hmm. um, my, my question though is like in the prequels in number three i believe right where they pull up the scene where he's killing the younglings um he doesn't have an escort detail with him there so no. I, I wonder how much of that raid he did sort of like on his own going off and killing like rogue jedi like thinking about who he could and could not handle like in a fight and then um i don't know i like i wonder what his like target priorities were that whole thing because now seeing him walk up and attack a bunch of younglings with another clone escort detail i don't know it's it's kind of neat it's kind of fascinating to see him walk like that it's very reminiscent of the first time we see order 66 where he's walking up the stairs of the temple with the full battalion of clone troopers oh such a good shot yeah, uh, something else as well is um, uh, is I I knew we would get something with Order sixty six or a big battle of some sorts, which everyone knew when they dropped right before you get the recap and everything. They actually have a caption um, saying, you know, um, parental discretion is advised, and say, like, oh, okay. <laughs> It's like, oh, okay, like of, of, of that warning. It's like, okay, something big is going to happen where it's going to be very, very violent. And this is the first time we've ever got something like that in front of a Star Wars um, episode of Mando or anything, as, as, as far as I know. I, won't wonder, I don't wonder if we won't see that in every episode. I suspect what happened is that kids have been watching this series and they saw something like what happened to Obi-Wan Kenobi in episode three. And like lost it. Um, that and That's they also did that for Stranger Things too. Um, for the fourth season of Stranger Things, because uh, because of the shooting that happened recently, like um, yeah. that happened in Texas, like r- right away as soon as Stranger Things came up there, um, they ended up putting up that um warning. Uh, and 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 it makes sense. It makes sense because Order sixty six is very very tragic. Um. Yeah. And it's it's an awful event. It's it's the darkest. It is the darkest thing that has happened in Star Wars history. Um, but and there's so much ground to cover during that time from the, from the period of Order sixty six all the way to uh, uh, to a New Hope. And I don't think this is the last that we'll save Order sixty six. I think we'll definitely explore <laughs> more of it. Um, and you know, yeah. all these new you know games and shows coming out is a fine example. I, I think in Ahsoka, I think we'll definitely see um, a tiny bit more. 
I think we'll see it in um uh I I I think we might see it in uh in the Bad Batch season two and 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 Jedi Fall uh Jedi Survivors. Almost certainly. I would love to see who's that Wookiee Jedi? Gunji? Is it Gunji? Gunji, yeah. Yeah, Gunji. I wonder if we'll see his perspective of Order 66. That would be interesting. That would be terrifying. I would be ter- I would really love oh, to see no, like, what his no. experience it would be like. Yeah. Watch the whole squad of like younglings and the pad yeah, ones who got their see that. crystals in the episode get mercilessly gunned down by clone troopers. Yeah. <clears throat> that would be wild. That would be terrifying. Yeah, I agree. I'm curious though. Like, I'm curious how many of them made it out. I'm curious what Gunji's like does in the future past Bad Batch season two. Well, there's a chance he might not make it, Mason. <laughs> that is true. Um, there, there also might be, um, there also might be a tie-in into Kenobi of where maybe Quinlan Quinlan Vos shows up. Um, yeah, yeah. But all right. So going back to Kenobi, we we have the flashback. It it goes to Vader on the Star Destroyer. Vader appoints. Uh, Reva as the new Grand Inquisitor, which later we find out is a lie. It's a deception. The Sith is all about deception. Uh, and then, uh, and then we get to the planet, and we see our old friend um, from the second episode. And Obi Wan Kenobi is confused on why he is there. Uh, I can't think of his name for the life of me. I and and the reason why I can't remember because to me he. He was a cool character, but I don't think he put it that big of an impact on me. So I don't think that's one reason why. The guy I who was uh, faking to be Jedi. Yeah, him. I will um, look at him right now. Yeah, I know. Please do, because that makes me look bad. But it's fine, because it's it, it it's just like there are there are characters that 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 leave a that leave an impact on me where I'm like I I remember them, but his was just. I never thought we would see him on screen again, so it was it was funny to see his character again. I was like, "Oh, okay, cool, he's back." But uh, we uh, see him back. He is there. He's saying like, "Oh, hey, um, like, you know, I'm here because I'm wanted by the Empire now." And then, uh, and then they're about to escape. The Star Destroyer comes in, and they send in a huge. Uh, the Empire sends in. A, and a huge battalion of stormtroopers, which I guarantee most of them, or half of them at least, are members of the 501st. So go us. That's awesome uh, for my fellow members of the 501st, my brothers and sisters. That's awesome. And then, uh, and then we get uh, the scene of where Obi-Wan comes up to the door. He talks to Reva. We find out her intentions, and the theory was right, which was she was a pad one during Order 66, and Vader slaughtered all of her friends, and and she wants revenge, um, which is very very sad. I feel um, like I called that from Episode One. I feel yeah. like I feel like I had that call right there. I was like, I a knew lot it. of people called person. it. A lot of people called it because um, of that. Honestly, made the most sense. 
um, to why they would show that scene. I, I think it would be weird not to show that opening scene and then it's end up being someone else. Um, but I loved the fact that we got these flashbacks. This is something I've been wanting for a Man, long time. Me. I can't find it on the search engine. One sec. Um, the, the new, like just, just different perspectives of these characters are, are just phenomenal. And then we are getting different, um, kind of takes on that training session with Obi-Wan and Anakin and how it's a lesson that Anakin really never learned um, that, that he never kind of soaked up the knowledge from Obi-Wan when Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan was trying to teach him. And I, I think my theory for this is this fight, this, um, this battle, this training session they're having maybe might take place just before he goes, sees um, before he, before they go and see Padme and, and, and attack the clones. Um, maybe they're just getting back from, from a mission and they're like, Oh, Hey, um, you know, we need to go and uh, do this thing for Padme. And, and then, you know, that leads into the events of attack of the clones, which I think is kind of a cool tie in, but that's just my theory. Um, because he's still wearing the the training braids, so it happens, you know, maybe around that time. Uh, and when Reva then... I got it. I got it. It's Haja. His name is Haja. Haja. There you go. There we go. Sorry about that. Sorry it took so long. I'll go back and watch the episode. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I'm thinking that we'll definitely get more flashbacks in the next episode. Like maybe not as much, but, but just glimpses and things, maybe not more of order 66, but maybe a, um, a different moment with Anakin and Obi-Wan, maybe in the clone wars, uh, something that something that they were talking about. Um, like there's rumor going around and, and David James and I were talking about earlier, which was they could definitely do a clone wars series of where, they um where where they could have Hayden and and Ewan and then have Ahsoka and some of the actors come in, but they could do untold stories of the Clone Wars. Um, that's what I would want. For example, how Anakin got his scar, um, uh, how uh, how how Commander Wolf lost his eye, things like that. I think that would be really really cool. Uh, like as a short series. On, on Disney Plus, they could um, almost do it like uh, what if for the Marvel series. Yeah, yeah, cool. so, like a small collection of episodes that are like yeah. solely based around these little things that happen. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I would love to see the um, an example of the Mandalorian challenge burning your J guys would be really cool. Um, I, w- I would love to see what that historical process looks like in Mandalore and how how people get those. And I would like to know what determined for Rex when he was ready to have his. I don't yeah. know if that's something exclusive to Mandalorian culture or if clones are sort of indoctrinated into that because they spawn from a Mandalorian donor for clones. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, so, yeah, you're fine. You're good. Uh, so then we go um, 
Hey, uh, hey, Liam. Hey, Monica. Hey, everyone. Uh, so after that, we end up going over to what I thought was phenomenal. Um, was she then, you know, is talking to Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan is trying to convince her to like, you know, he's, it seems like he's using her to escape, which is really, you know, that's kind of twisty in my opinion for Obi-Wan to do that. But I think, and maybe in his mind, he's just like, you know what? I need to save Leia at all costs. And, and, and we, and we know that he talks to, well, he, he, he gets a message from Bell Organa saying, you know, Hey, um, haven't heard you from a bit, but yeah, we don't hear from you. And they find out, um, that means that Luke is also in danger too. Uh, which I, which when Bale does uh, relay that message, I was very surprised that Bale wasn't more worried about Leia. He was very calm in that message. Uh, but Rava gets upset. She well, I can imagine. Her, yeah. I can imagine Bale has to keep a face for the public, right? So if anyone's going to be really good at acting and concealing their feelings, it's probably going to be Bail Organa who goes yeah. toe to toe with the Empire in the um, the Senate yeah. arena, like yeah, every day Senate. for Alderaan. So yeah. it makes sense that he'd be able to sort of keep face like that. So they end up the Empire ends up breaching the door. They go in. We. See purge troopers, stormtroopers just storming the base. So good, and uh, I really yeah. like that like grenade launcher thing that they have. Yeah, there's I want so more about much that. going on. Oh my god! Yeah, um, I love and, that we got to see ammunition get loaded into it. That was crazy. We don't get to see that a lot in Star Wars. No, that also was the E-Web cannon, which we've seen on multiple occasions throughout Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. Um, on the Clone Wars, Battlefront Two, uh, Mandalorian, because the E Web is the automatic one, right? That goes. Was that not the E Web? No, it wasn't the E Web. It was okay. Well, either way, man, it was cool. They had a different name for it, I think. But yeah, it was so cool. I love to see. I love to see them load actual like Tabana fueled like thermal detonator ammunition into it, like an artillery cannon. And just watch it like singe through that door. So good. And how did you feel about um uh about some of the characters dying and, and not making it? I was kind of surprised, but at the same time, I was like, Well, we don't know half of these characters like uh, during the, the one, original trilogy, so I figured they would not make it. And that's why one, I'm worried about the bad batch. One in particularly affected me. What was her name? Gal Gala? Mm-hmm. Was that the Imperial officer, right? Yeah. Um, that was the, that was actually a really sad and traumatic death, I think, for me. Like that got that we got the waterworks going because I it, it's true we don't know enough about her. Like we don't we haven't met her at all. I'm so sorry if my mic picks this up. It's storming outside. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, well, that and 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 you're kind of glitchy, but it's the weather, dude. You're fine. Okay, yeah. Sorry about that, y'all. Um, in any case, I I feel like we've learned enough about her in this series to kind of know 
what kind of person she is, what kind of sacrifices she's made in her life. Because we've seen a lot of these characters in Star Wars, especially within recent history since um, Disney's acquisition of Lucasfilms uh, and LucasArts in general. Uh, we, we have seen a lot of turncoat Imperials. Um, and we've seen a lot of their stories. And a lot of them have similar themes and elements that are going on. You know, these, these um, <clears throat> people who are joining up to, and working their butts off to make the galaxy a better place, right? And then yep. somehow, some way, they find out that um, the empire is bad, and uh, they, you know, turn and do something different. But that sacrifice that they make is never lost on me because they know what's at risk all the time. They know exactly what could happen to them when they do that. So when you see someone like that actually die on screen giving their life for exactly the thing that they know could happen to them i feel like there's there's something very noble about that and something that sort of strikes a chord with people and then everyone loves a good droid companion oh my god it was so much fun watching uh i can't remember the droids the loader oh my Uh, gosh dude he (laughs) He was launching like going through with like he, he lifted one up in the ceiling and punched the other one. The guy was flying. Was, I was like, why haven't oh we seen God. these guys? And I was like, dang, bro. Uh, Dude, he was crazy. He was throwing stormtroopers around the room left and right. Yeah. So they end I, up. Droid uh, death is always very sad because they're kind of like puppies, right? In Star Wars, some of them. We we kind of see them as pets in a way, Tala, yeah. right? Yeah. Um. So I, I love the fact that um, that we got to hear another classic Obi Wan Kenobi line, um, which we haven't heard him say from the Phantom Menace, um, which was no, um, because oh yeah, <laughs> when the door is closing, that's the first thing I thought it was like boom, Phantom Menace, Qui Gon Jinn dying. I was yeah, like shoot, no, flashback. Yeah, yeah um, and he's running towards the door like he was running towards the uh, the ratio and stopped and I think somewhat of a similar manner. Yeah. I noticed that until just now. Yep, uh, and then they end up getting in there uh, and Leia is up in the vents. She's like, hey, I can do it. I'm small. Uh, and th- there was also a uh, a scene... There's also a scene um, uh, of where you see Obi-Wan go through the through like the different lightsaber hilts and robes that were handed um, there. Um, uh, and I don't think anyone has identified any of those lightsaber hilts yet. Uh, I may be mistaken, uh, but yeah. We, uh, um, we should definitely like... Um, do you have the image of that? Can you pull up the image of that? Uh, if you keep talking, I can. Okay, yeah, for sure. Um, I, there's one thing that I actually bring up really quick. Uh, before we like go into these lightsaber hilts, um, <laughs> can we talk about how they spent all that time and effort using that new cannon to like try and blow a hole through the door, and then the third sister just walked up to the door with her lightsaber and cut completely clean through it yeah what what was the point what was the point of wasting the ammunition the manpower to get through that door 
Why? <laughs> Why go through all of the effort just to? <laughs> I don't know. That seemed kind of weird to me. That was a a weird um, decision, I guess. Like there had to be some way to, I, I guess, for that to escalate into that big fight that it was supposed to be. And obviously, the gun wasn't doing it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it was just funny how she just waltzed up to the door. Activated her lightsaber, went right through it, and it's just one clean motion, the door is open. It's like, well, we could have just started with that. Yeah. Um. I I, I can't hear. Tell you what, I'll keep talking. You try and find the lightsabers, um, because I think Liam is right. I think I think there has to be at least one lightsaber um, that we know that. That belongs to someone, but yeah, I'll uh, I'll try and find uh, a timestamp for you. Yeah, uh, but we end up getting all the way um, to Obi Wan, um, not sacrificing himself, but kind of turning himself in uh, to to you know hold Vader out before he gets to the survivors, and he then convinces Reva in a kind of twisted way of uh oh cool excellent uh a Actually, twisted way I think there are some that we can recognize i feel like i've seen some of these before okay well um we'll timestamp yeah. is going to be 645 on the episode okay um my phone just died so i can't look anything up well <laughs> uh but i love the fact that we are getting more darker and grittier and this is the darkest like and probably the oh man because of just seeing a big battle like this seeing obi-wan kenobi in action again was really cool um and just re-seeing order 66 from a different point of view is is really crazy to me i never thought that i would just see these different versions um or not different versions but different aspects and and point of views of order 66 um and we then get this crazy scene uh, of of Obi Wan leaves. He he ends up getting on the ship, and then also um, Leia just takes off the the uh, droid red string bolt off of um, off of Luma, um, not Luma Lola, and. Uh, and then the drug goes back to normal. So I was like, okay, wow, that was really easy. I thought that was going to be a big... Um, <laughs> I don't... Has that always been where, a thing that Imperials have just been able to do? With yeah, droids? I, I feel yeah. like if that was the case, so many problems could have been like prevented. Like, I don't know, you know, the two droids that were stowaways with the plans to the Death Star on them. I don't know. That's that just feels kind of weird. Like, couldn't Boba Fett in the original trilogy had just put, you know, one of those restraining bolts on C three PO or R two D two and like turn him into like a spy or something? Well, invent a time machine and tell George Lucas that, but things <laughs> change throughout time. That. Uh, but they all end up getting to a ship. Vader comes there and he's like, "Hey." Where's Obi Wan? She, she tells Vader that you know he's 
waiting inside and he's like, I'll handle it myself as, as Vader does, you know, he, he doesn't like the help. Um, it's especially when it's necessary, but he's like, Nope, I got this. He walks in, we get this, um, vibe from force unleashed where star killer, um, is using the force to hold the ship. We also get the vibe from rise of Skywalker where Ray is holding the ship, um, which, which our friend Brad was talking to me about it earlier. Uh, but we end up getting this shot where he holds the ship and, and my brother chase, uh, he texted me saying when he saw that scene, he thought that, that, that they would be in the ship when, when he would pull it down and he pulled it open and then he thought it was going to be a fight. But when he saw the scene, did you think they were in the ship? Um, uh that's a great question i don't know if i was necessarily thinking about it as the ship was taking off the only thing that i could really think of is oh my god we're actually seeing darth vader do it it's canon now like really powerful force users can hold starships in place which uh as much as i hate to admit it opens up the possibility for something we were talking about last time i was on here which is potentially star killer I'm not going to go that far right off the rip, but um, I, as soon as I saw the ship hit the ground, there was no doubt in my mind that there was no one on board. I kind of assumed that we don't see another transport in the background right away. I kind of figured something was up. I feel like Obi-Wan Kenobi has sort of been ahead of the game for this entire episode. And I, I feel like for that to be ripped away now, after all that work, would have been um, like a, I don't know, like a really big setback in the plot, right? I feel like he is learning from from his earlier mistakes. Um, yeah. But he he pulls the ship to the ground. He rips it open with the force, getting so ready good. to take everyone down in his way just Absolute to get to Obi Wan. Power move. Yeah, that was and, so good. Yeah, and then. And then he's not even on there and he and he's like you know he is kind of stunned and you see his head kind of move and look off in the distance and then you see the other transport take off and then and then right there i bet he feels like a fool i bet he's just like oh man like come on that has to be one of the old oldest <laughs> tricks in the book like again. come on man like and uh <laughs> and i compare um the plan that obi-wan and reva um came up with to the last Jedi of where they were trying to do what Ray and Kylo did. Well mainly what Kylo did, which was um he used Snoke's anger and um anger, frust- frustration and pride to like and he was using that distraction to defeat him. And that's exactly how Snoke got killed was because Snoke was so blinded by victory and uh and blinded by the pride of winning um and that got him killed and they were trying to use that with Vader but not not Vader you know you know being blinded by victory but being blinded by hatred for Obi-Wan and that being his main focus but Vader was also a, a step ahead of the game because he saw through Rava the entire time uh, because they have this uh, because she tries 
and does a sneak attack. And first off, he doesn't even use his lightsaber. He uses her lightsabers. And oh, uh, God, it's so good where he uh, grabs it and rips it in half and yeah. throws her the one on the ground. Uh, I was uh, like, oh, no, Vader's about to beat her butt. <laughs> Yikes. Something else, uh, something else as well. Uh, uh, something else as well is we get this other cool shot, uh, of Vader kind of like dodging, um, of love the lightsaber attacks, and then he actually uses the force to, um, to move her hand and the lightsaber and uh, and then push it away. And I was like, well, that's a cool new dance move. No, but um, uh, I loved the fact that Vader like wasn't even trying. He was just kind of like dodging and weaving. And then he uses the force to stop her saber from spinning, breaks it in half, has the two lightsabers in his hand, Throws one of them back on the ground is like pick it up. I want a challenge because he's was, he's upset because he never got to fight Obi Wan. So he's like, there, you know what? I'm 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 gonna fight you. There's a couple of things I wanted to bring up. First of all, have we ever seen one of those spin blades be stopped by force? Just pure force. Not not force. We have seen them get you know sliced and and right and everything yeah, cut in half. Um, and there's another thing I wanted to bring up in regards to Vader and Obi-Wan, we see a lot of the manipulation of the Jedi by the Sith, because the Sith know what the Jedi's weakness is. Compassion, right? Um, and that's that's something that we always see manipulated on screen. It's something that the Sith always talk about, because the Sith are always at the disadvantage. They always need to manipulate the Jedi to defeat them. But I think the, one of the first times we finally got to see a Jedi who felt that he had to use and manipulate the Sith um, based off of their principles to defeat them. Just kind of what you were talking about with um, how Obi-Wan quote-unquote manipulated um, Reva to, to fight Vader and go against Vader. I think that's really, really interesting how we see that, that turn of the coin. Oh, uh, sorry about that. Um, <clears throat> calls off bad something. <laughs> well, let me know when y'all think. Anyways, um, I'm very, I'm very curious if we're going to be seeing this again, especially now that uh, <clears throat> obviously Kenobi's on the run. We're gonna have to see another intersection between him and Vader at some point. I feel. I do think. I really am holding on to the fact that we're going to get another fight between Obi-Wan and Vader. So I'm just curious to see how that gets led up to. Oh and- yeah, dude. No, no doubt. No doubt we are going to see a fight between them um, because this is the fight that, that Kathleen Kennedy has been talking about um, since they talked about doing the series, which yeah. was the, was the rematch of a century is, is what she kept saying. Um, um- I wanted to I wanted to ask you, Colin, I wanted your opinion on this. Um, what is your so I was talking a little bit ago about how now for the first time and I don't know, I don't know if it's the first time we've seen it ever, 
But now that the Jedi have severely dwindled in numbers, we're starting to see not just the Sith manipulating the Jedi, but the Jedi now starting to manipulate the Sith based on planets. And they are we're talking about with Riva, how uh, Obi-Wan sort of manipulated her into going and turning on Vader and going after him. Right. Or how um, uh, Obi-Wan manipulated Vader knowing, you know, who Anakin was as a person and what the Sith want, power and victory. I really find it interesting that they were able to turn that coin on its head. Yes, I agree. Uh, because um, these aren't the Jedi that we remember. Um, and, you know, at, Obi-Wan is not the only Jedi that has changed. Um, and I... And something else that th- th- there's still a lot that I, I really, really want to talk about. But um, one big thing from this fight that I loved was that we've never seen Vader use two lightsabers in his hand oh, like yeah. this since the prequels and the Clone Wars. And that was really, really cool to see. But the theory that um, that everyone had um, and you know, honestly, it would have been the dumbest thing, uh, which I talked about in the last episode, which was the Grand Inquisitor is alive. He's not dead. He's alive. There's, there's no way that they would have, um, changed his story because he plays a big part in, in Star Wars Rebels season one. So that would be pointless. That honestly would be pointless to rewrite that, uh, and you just got him strolling up and being like, hey, Grand Inquisitor, like kind of mocking her and, and being like, we <laughs> knew your plan the entire time. Yeah. But seeing him and Vader right next to each other is really, really cool to me. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I want more of the Grand Inquisitor. Like I said, I want to see a Grand Inquisitor that is actually useful, not getting punked on every five seconds. Yeah. I would. You know what? I would even go as far to say that I would like to see a show based around the Grand Inquisitors, like watching them go and hunt down rebel cells or like cells of Jedi, like yeah. see the cells of the Re- of the rebellion that didn't succeed. They the, are talking about doing squadrons. They are talking about doing um, a spinoff show for Reva, and I could see them doing that where it could take place in present day where like she's kind of trying to find the balance of you know of being an old um uh dark side user but then also you know trying to find her way back to the light um and that would be a really cool way to tie in what you know of course of you know josh and i are big fans of this but mainly josh Mm -hmm. of you know it would be a big tie-in to jedi fallen order of of where i was gonna um, be a great place to showcase cow that's yeah. like right in his element from what mm-hmm. I've seen so far of the game. Yeah. Uh, but I think that the final episode is going to tie in a lot of the future. There's a great, yeah. um, there's a great theory that, that Josh came up with, which, um, which I completely missed it. Um, and, this is really cool, uh, but uh, how cool would it be um, 
uh, if she goes, like somehow she goes to go and kill Vader, um, uh-huh. but but Darth Maul is there, um, uh, and uh, and then uh, um, and then Maul, you know, tries to, you know, kill because of the theory that Josh had was uh-huh. somehow. That would his, be so sick. Right. His I think saber I get where that, you're going. Yeah, his saber is half of a Inquisitor saber. Yeah. How did he get that? Oh. There's oh, a half of... Oh, yeah. Right. Maul is going to finish off Reva and right. part of her lightsaber? Right. Oh, that, that is an so interesting sick. theory that, that Josh came off of. I was oh, describing it horribly, but yeah. Think about um, the implications. Like... What if we got to see a fight between Vader and Darth Maul? Could you imagine how insane that would be? Yeah. Trust me, I know, man. At the prime of their power. Oh, man. That'd be so good. Um, And that would, I would really like to see that because that would give Maul a reason to have gone into hiding for so long. Is like, oh wow, this Sith. Like, if he gets beat by Vader, he's gonna be like, oh, obviously the Sith is much more powerful than I am. I need to hide him so he yeah. doesn't come hunting me down, right? So, oh, what a matchup of a century that would be. Or to watch Vader and Maul work together to go hunt down Obi Wan. Oh my God, that'd be phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, and then we get her. You know, she ends up surviving from the stab wound from Vader again, um, just like she got back in Order 66. And she crawls over and she sees um, uh, the the hologram uh, device that Hadra dropped. And she picks it up and she sees the message that Bail and um, that Bail left to Obi-Wan. So now she knows that oh and and she she did meet Owen so she knows exactly who he is and in all of that uh and she will probably go to Tatooine try and draw Vader out and Obi-Wan out because now she's probably mad at Obi-Wan and not, and now she wants revenge on Obi-Wan and Vader um but I don't think okay I don't think Vader will go to Tatooine and this is something I saw um, uh, um, Liam and RFB were talking about in the um, chat here, where they were talking about um, uh, about how it just wouldn't make sense because Vader doesn't find out. Uh, and this is something that that our friend Brad and I were talking about earlier, which was. Um, is this how Vader finds out um, that he has a son? And the answer is no. Um, uh, that just that would just ruin the entire timeline um, because he finds out after the Battle of Yavin and A New Hope, and Vader hires Boba Fett to find the person that blew up the Death Star. And Boba, you know, finds out who it is. He gets the name and tells Vader, and it's Luke Skywalker. And that's how Vader finds out that Luke is his son and that in uh in that his um kid didn't you know you know die during childbirth with padme and it was based on a lie 
Um, uh, and I think that I think Reva will end up going back to Tatooine, but I don't. And uh, and then Obi Wan and her will have a standoff there. I don't think Vader will have anything to do with it. I think Vader and Obi-Wan will have a fight on the Star Destroyer or or, uh, or on the ship or something. But I'm guessing that Leia gets back to Alderaan safe and sound. Uh, and because if, if which Vader doesn't know Leia is there. Um, he, he, he has no idea. That was um, because of Vader doesn't know if there's really any connection between him uh i i mean between leia and obi-wan he doesn't know anything about that um he does know obi-wan and bail war friends but other than that like he really doesn't know but if vader you know suspected anything he would have killed bail a while ago um so i don't think we have anything to worry about that but there's a scene in star wars rebels which is a which is a spoiler alert of where um where there's the whole holocron thing um of the episode of where Ezra goes to Tatooine goes to find Obi-Wan to warn um him about Maul trying to kill him and uh and when he when Ezra brings that idea up to Rex uh Rex says that it was stated by Bale um that um that Obi-Wan uh was killed now we don't know exactly how Bale said the story, so we don't know if it's like, oh, hey, he died during the purge, or, or hey, you know, he he died later, because maybe this is how we find out, you know, how all all these years after the events of Kenobi that they thought that he was dead. So most likely, Obi Wan's death will be faked in this, and everyone will believe it. I think Vader will still sense of presence but at the same time i think he will be um uh so so blinded by you know his victory and this one um uh and uh i and something that mason and i were talking about earlier too which maul won't show up in tatooine Maul doesn't know anything about Kenobi. I don't think Maul will have anything to do, which we've definitely talked about in the past, but Maul has nothing to do with Kenobi. Maul has no idea about Kenobi at this point. I think that um, that Reva will stumble into... I I think that maybe Reva could stumble into Kenobi, and then that's how... And, uh, I mean, and into Maul. And then Maul defeats her, and then that's how he gets the saber. But who knows? It's just a theory that 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 Josh came I, up with, I and I think it could work. Say this: I think we see Maul kill some Inquisitors on screen in Rebels. Yes. So it's very it's very possible he went and recovered the pieces from their bodies. Right, but how cool would it be if, if it were Rebels? Right, because yeah. that would be huge tie-in, and honestly, I would love to see Maul. In this show, because it's like he he plays a big part of um, you know, of Kenobi's life, yeah. and I mean, we I'm probably won't for the like him. trifecta of Kenobi hate coming together yeah. between Darth Vader, Maul, and Obi Wan. It just, it just seemed a little far fetched though, and I feel like we would have heard about some kind of casting leak or other if um if either Ray Park or um 
Oh God. He's been saying stuff for a while. So honestly, I could just see him, you know, saying, you know, that, oh yeah, I'm not in it because for a while there, there were a lot of things that they said, oh yeah, we're not doing this. And they ended up doing it. But I think that, um, that mall could make a cameo. I could definitely see mall making a cameo in this as a prisoner, um, uh, of Vader and then Vader tormenting him because we know mall was in custody of the empire for a while. And we don't know how, like how he got captured or anything. And, and, and maybe, you know, the, the end of this could be mall escaping from that prison. And then we see him kind of, you know, go to the Sith world of Corbin. I mean, wait, is it, is it Corbin that they get, end up going to, or, or is it, Either way, it's a Sith. Home. Yeah, it was it's it was Sith Corban player. where they yeah? where okay. they fought the Inquisitors. I yes. believe. Okay, cool. That where they cool. found that ancient Sith temple and it turned into yeah. a super weapon. Right. So they and then that could lead to the events of where Maul is stranded on that planet for a while. And he's like, you know, he yeah. falls in more into that darkness. That would make sense why there would be Sith Inquisitors after him in the first place. Because we Exactly. Him, and that would be like a cool you know, exit of, of the series. And that would be yeah. a great way to bring Maul in. And, and, and we know that Ray Park, like, you know, he still got it. He, he still has the moves. He, <laughs> he still has it. So I, I, I think that would be like a great exit scene. Um, besides Obi-Wan um, of being like, okay, you know, I've, I've done everything. I'm g- going to go back to being an old, to an old man living in the desert. Um, but, Luke is going to play some some part in this next episode. We don't know how. I could see Reva maybe coming in and going to Tatooine and Obi-Wan and Reva have a fight oh, yeah. like Young like Luke. near yeah, like like having a battle near the homestead and uh and 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 she tries to draw out Vader but then Obi-Wan defeats her in time. I don't I again, I don't know how it's going to go down. I, I think a great I, – I love Josh's theory of somehow Maul getting her saber. I think that would be cool. Um, but, again, we don't know. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. Honestly, there's been no leaks um, of what the final episode is going to be like. Um, and all of the footage that we've seen from the trailers has already, you know, happened in the show. So, at this point, we don't know what's going to happen. We have no idea what's going down. Uh, and I'm very, very excited for it. I'm nervous because of if it doesn't tie in everything, then there's going to be season two, or it's just going to be. Um, We're left with those loose ends. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that'd be unfortunate. Yeah. I don't know. We will have to. All right, RFB. I got you, rural farm boy. I see you following <laughs> those deep spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you for uh, doing the work out there. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I'm excited. The yeah. oh, I've heard things comment that 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 excites me. I'm excited to see what's coming up next. Um, there's also the difference between rumors and leaks. Um, it really depends on the source. Uh, Liam's asking if there's going to be season two. I think, I think that there's a possibility. possibility. For sure. 100%. Yeah. I mean, think about how much love we saw Hayden and Ewan get at um, at Star Wars Celebration alone. 
So I think their their popularity alone as actors uh, could potentially like push them into getting a season two. Um, we'll just have to see where things go. We'll have yeah. to see how this series finishes off. I think there's a lot of factors at work. Like we'll have to see how the series finishes off. A, um, B, like what the ratings are for it and how popular the show gets. So far, so good. Um, and then we'll also have to see if those actors are willing to go out and do it, which I'm sure they they will be. But if not, then we could probably put season yeah. two on ice for a while. Yeah, but the the last couple episodes were. Um, the third one, and I was going to say, how well do you think this this series has been received um, through the audience? Because I've, so mi- I've got mixed reviews. I thought the last episode would have been great for flashbacks, but I'm glad that, that, that they worked the flashbacks in in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, because all I wanted to see was the main thing from the series was flashback scenes um, and them dealing with the trauma um, from the past. So and I think that's um, a lot of it. Yeah. 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 I agree. Sure. Uh, I, I hope we see more of it. Um, I wonder if, if the director, Deborah Chow wanted to move away from the idea of like doing flashbacks in the back to tank thing in lieu of like trying not to make that a thing in Star Wars, something that's like open and expected. Because that was one of the things that got a lot of um, lashback from the fans. Yeah. In, uh, in Book of Boba Fett. But, I mean, I don't know. In short, I think, uh, what was the question again? Um, how do you think... Um the series um is being perceived by fans received okay right like uh, from what i do heard... you think it's doing better than than book of boba fett we know yeah. it's not doing as good as mando because nothing will ever be good as mando but uh but yeah i heard that uh when it came out um it was breaking records for highest viewed uh piece of content on disney plus so i think that already says a lot um, and I've heard mostly positive reviews from fans. To be hundred percent honest, um, obviously there are things to not like, but I think those are things to not like in the short term. And I think once the full series is out and people can watch it episode back to back to back, I think they'll appreciate it more. I think that's what's going to happen. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair, but yeah, um, those are our main like you know. Our main thoughts and our main predictions on um, uh, of Kenobi, but we have uh, a semi uh, t- um, big topic to talk about, which is the new um, series that that Taika is doing, and it's it a shame sounds... Josh can be here for this. Yeah, <laughs> this is like. Um, this is his crusade. Um, what? Okay, never mind. Um, uh, this is like the thing he's excited about. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, um, because of there's a chance that um, that the movie that he's working on will not be released in 2023. They they haven't even they haven't even started filming yet. Mm-hmm. Um, he is still working on the story, uh, and this this man is busy. Um, he has two big movies coming out this year, which is Thor, um, Thor: Love and Thunder, and Buzz Lightyear, and both of them are coming out very very close to each other. Uh, we don't know what the actual movie will be about but there's a quote um from him which says um um he is talking about uh on 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 the release date and the and how the film is coming along he says that's yet to be seen i don't know i'm still writing i'm still coming up with the ideas and storylining it and just wanted to make sure that it feels like a star wars film because i could say Oh yeah, we'll just write any old thing and set it in space, and then put Star Wars in front of it. But it wouldn't be Star Wars film without certain elements and certain treatment. So I've just got to make sure that it stays within that wheelhouse, and that is what I love. I I, I love a director when they know there's a fine blueprint for a film. All right, Ryan Johnson didn't follow that blueprint, and that's why I didn't do well. Sorry, James. Sorry for the last Jedi fans. I mention this a lot. I'm sorry. It's just, it's just like that's the one movie where they just butchered it and they missed they like missed the shot man like like it was right there it was all laid out in front of them episode nine was going to be incredible it probably it probably would have been one of the best star wars movies of all time but because ryan johnson Mm -hmm. messed up it messed up the entire like it the entire blueprint and that's why you need to follow the blueprint for star wars films you have to follow it Shows everything. You got to follow that blueprint. You have to use the things that are in front of you. If you don't I love, you'll get Taika Waititi's dedication to the series as well. Yeah. You got to love a director who appreciates and is a fan of what he's writing for, um, and knows the rules to write about it. Um, and the thing that I like to hear is that he wants to make it feel like a Star Wars film because I I feel like we need more of that, especially coming out of the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Uh, and then we're also going to get, um, we are going to get more stuff at D23, um, for, uh, for all the new Star Wars projects they were talking about. So a lot of the stuff that we saw at Celebration, we'll get m- more at D23, but we'll also get more um, probably different shots, probably a new trailer for different shows coming out. Um, and we might get a sneak peek at um, uh, at uh, Taika's um, new movie. There is a lot to explore. There's a lot to do um, in, in the Star Wars universe at this point. And we'll probably see more stuff for Ahsoka, uh, which Hayden Christensen is pretty much confirmed to be in that show, including Vader. Um, so most likely we'll see flashbacks in that or we'll see the world between worlds thing like we talked about, which I think that's going to happen um, because 
first off that that like vibe is in the logo second in the trailer we see her walking through an old temple so i think i might be another portal into that dimension um which that's gonna be mind-blowing because seeing that in rebels was crazy i i remember watching that i was like wait what oh it's just a cartoon but then i was like wait no this is canon all this is canon so it's like holy crap uh and it's gonna be very very interesting um uh if that ends up happening um but yeah i want to see live action chopper so bad i want live action well, chopper i really well if really do. well if you were at celebration you would have saw it on stage i know for the very first time <laughs> i did i did see the clip of him yeah our little war criminal droid out here making moves yeah. going up yeah from animation to film ah i can't wait yeah. to see all of the characters from uh, uh star wars rebels live action it's gonna be good yeah. Yeah. Um, and something else um, that I, um, RFB, you aren't the first person to say this. Um, I've seen it online kind of floating around, but it's saying that um, that the people at home that didn't get to see all the trailers and stuff that was at Star Wars Celebration uh, this year will be shown at D23. Now, I think that's true for some of it. I don't think we'll... I, I I think we might get something very similar to what we got a celebration, but I think there will be a lot of different things because at this point we'll already have Andor um, because Andor is coming out on the 31st of August. Very exciting stuff. Not that far away, only a couple of months away. And then, uh, and then we're also um, getting season two of Bad Batch um, shortly after Andor. So, those two shows will already be out, so I don't think we'll see anything like that. I think we'll. I'm hoping to see like a big trailer for Ahsoka. I think that but would be really cool. I will say the Andor trailer and the Bad Batch trailer were both trailers that were public access. Um. So you, what you say is true from a certain point of view because if we got more things at Celebration than you guys did because of the right. trailer for Bad Batch that you see online is not even um, it's, it's very similar, but there's a lot of missing footage um, from that trailer that's online now that was at actually at celebration um, because of um, because of in the trailer over at celebration, there's an actual scene of where Cody and crosshair are talking in front of the memorial over in Coruscant. And you don't see that in the trailer. That is awesome. And and for Andor, Yeah, and for Andor, I think you're right on that. I think we will see that. Um, uh, um, I heard mention of it. Yeah, so there's a lot to look forward to. I think we might get something for Skeleton Crew. I think we will get the actual trailer for Tales of the Jedi, which I'm very excited about. That show looks amazing um, because it's diving deep into Dooku. Just think about all the new Star Wars content we're getting this year. It's like Star Wars is more popular than it's ever been and 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 a couple of years ago in 2019 i was like oh my gosh all these star wars movies now we're getting star wars shows left and right and not just you know you know these animated shows but live action we got hayden and and ewan back on screen again never in a million years did i think we would ever see these guys again like Look at them. They are phenomenal, and they love these characters. The lightsabers look so good. Oh, my God. That is why these 
um, actors keep coming back is is because of the fans and and I mean and, and it's not just the pay it really is because of the fans and and you could definitely tell that celebration of them coming out on stage and and talking to when they were talking to Anthony Carboni and Andy Gutierrez Gutierrez Ugh, sorry I apologize I messed up her name um uh but yeah no um it's it is phenomenal um uh to see all these characters and actors come back play these um these wonderful people that have helped change so many lives just popping up on the screen um i was actually talking to my aunt er er earlier today um because she's the one that got me into star wars i i call her in peru and uh and we've both been busy so on my way from work you know i was like you know what i'm gonna call her because i haven't i haven't told her about my experience as a celebration and she was um, helping me relive the story of when I first watched Star Wars when I was like three years old, and uh, uh, and and my and my dad um was it sounded like he was kind of opposed to the idea first of me watching Star Wars. He's like, "What really, Star Wars? Are you sure the kids are okay to watch that?" And she's like, "Yeah, trust me." And it sounded like my brother and Chase were just, "Oh, it's just another movie," but I was glued to the screen, and then um. And it just kept adding to it. So it uh it it's so crazy what Star Wars can do for the fans and for everyone. Um and I'm very excited this year because there's so much more Star Wars content coming out. And not just um and not just uh you know the men the shows the women and the two. No, uh <laughs> There's also stuff coming to the parks. We are getting um, because right now Disneyland has Boba and Fennec. Uh, later this year, we are getting Mando and Grogu over at Disneyland, not at Hollywood. Um, uh, but uh, but but there's going to be the new Bounty Hunter um, uh, yeah. experience coming out. There is not a release date for it. It will be later this fall. But that looks um, super cool. Of the details that they have shown. Um, and just more stuff, just more interactions with Star Wars, just across the world, honestly, is okay with me. Um, because being a three year old and thinking, hey, all this stuff is just a movie to now where we are in life, um, and we're just experiencing Star Wars 24 7. I am now just not experiencing Star Wars at home, I'm experiencing it everywhere I go. And I never thought I would ever work um, in, um, in an environment where I would be surrounded by Star Wars 24-7. But here we are, and it's the podcast, it's my job, it's it's phenomenal. And, it's everything. Yeah. It's literally it's, everything in life right yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what a day to be alive. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. But uh, with that being said, I think that's everything. That we need to talk about. Yes, we know David has not been on here. It's because David is busy and he's, you know, doing his best to save money up for Celebration London. I don't blame him. Um, which David, we don't David know. Is a coward, and he's too afraid <laughs> to show his face. We also don't know when tickets are going on sale yet. Um, that's something I'm waiting for. Um, but London, it's going to be cool. I'm excited. But guys, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on TikTok, we're on Facebook, um, we're on Gmail, we're on Audible. 
Uh, and there's a lot of stuff coming to our Patreon. We just changed our tiers. Everything we do there is different. We have so much more content on there now. We have our private Discord. Go on there. Check it out. Uh, uh, for we're on there audible, all the time. Just want to say, use our code, uh, trial.com slash stuffpodcast for the book. Uh, me and a couple of boys are reading through Brotherhood at the moment. We should be doing a review of that on Patreon. I want to make an announcement about that now. Um, very, very excited to do a book review of that. It's and through the Patreon, we are also going to get Mason new internet because his internet is terrible. <laughs> Stop insulting my internet. It's trying its hardest. I'm sorry. What? I, I don't understand you. Dude, I'm sorry. I've waited all, all this time. It's you bad. need to get new internet, bro. It's been oh, so I'm bad sorry. these past couple it's of It's embarrassing. Times. It's never happened before. Yeah, geez, man. Um, uh, <laughs> okay. uh, and, uh, and we're also on Twitch. Please check us out on Twitch. We love gaming on there. Uh, and then stay tuned for this Sunday um, uh, for a announcement um, uh, from Ooh. our friend Bob Wills. Uh, and yeah, there is a lot of stuff that's going on. And we're on all the social media platforms. Go on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Give us great, great reviews. By the way, if you see me anywhere, I may or may not have some merch for you. May or may not, you know, because I carry be, these everywhere they, I go, just in case I run into a fan. About the coins, all oh, coins. Could please talk about these. About what the, you know, what? How they're um, the paint and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Um. The. Uh, like I mean, it's not bad. It's just like like the uh, paint a, on the coins are sulfur based. Yeah, and so okay. and, no. yeah. Um, Don't recommend yeah. licking your coins. I really would hope you wouldn't lick a coin. Out of <laughs> but yeah, so no, no, no. Star Wars stuff podcast, pretty cool. I can see why our our podcast within your mouth, you know. Why wouldn't you want it everywhere? You just glitched so bad, and the only word anyone heard was mouth, bro. You need to probably best. Probably but with, best. But with that being said, my name is Colin. That's Mason I, with terrible internet. I'm going to keep so, calling you on it until you fix it. Um, uh, guys, we love you so much. May the force be with you. Thanks. Always.